Welcome to the Berkeley Journal of International Law's podcast, Trevo. I'm your host, Haley Duradawan, and this is The Current State. Greetings, international law enthusiasts. Thank you for tuning in to our second episode of the season. I hope that many of you got to catch last week's fantastic maritime law-focused episode featuring Maria Oliveira, but if you have yet to do so, be sure to check that out. Today, we have another great episode in store for you, as I will be speaking with Trevo contributor Jessica Newaner. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Haley. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. What international law news will you be sharing with us today? So today I am going to be talking about Poland, Belarus, the EU, and the right to seek asylum in a foreign country. Among the most fundamental human rights is the right to seek asylum to escape persecution. But recent news reports describing illegal pushbacks of migrants and refugees by the Polish government at its border with Belarus raise important questions about the efficacy of international law in enforcing this important right. Can you provide us with a bit of background as to what you mean by illegal pushbacks? Yeah, uh, under illegal pushback policies, armed border guards force migrants and refugees back over the borders they just crossed, labeling them as illegal immigrants and ignoring their asylum requests. These pushbacks, while inhumane and a violation of international law, seem to have become the norm in Europe. The actions being taken on the borders of Poland and Belarus speak to a deeper international conflict, however. Many are calling Belarus's actions a direct attack aimed at destabilizing the EU. Despite this, in my opinion, Poland and the EU's response to this crisis can be seen as just as unconscionable. As I've already alluded to, illegal pushback policies are not new. I'm sure many listeners have seen the headlines about illegal pushbacks in Croatia, Greece, Romania, and the United States. Videos have circulated the internet showing the fear and violence that refugees face in Europe and worldwide due to pushbacks. Allegations against the European Border Patrol and Coast Guard Agency, also known as Frontex, indicate that it has ignored and even participated in illegal pushbacks, violating numerous human rights. These allegations paint a picture of Europe's unwillingness to safeguard the rights of refugees and show that these illegal policies are allowed, if not encouraged, by interstate government agencies. Jessica, you mentioned that Belarus's actions may be aimed at destabilizing the EU. Why do you think that could be the case? And what is it that Belarus is doing exactly? So since 2020, the EU has levied economic sanctions against Belarus for its human rights violations in connection to its 2020 presidential elections. In response, the Belarusian government has encouraged migrants and refugees to come to Belarus from the Middle East and Africa on tourist visas and then cross into the EU to gain asylum. What they aren't told is that though they pay a steep price for a Belarusian visa, once migrants and refugees arrive in Belarus, they are pushed across the border between Belarus and Latvia, Lithuania, or Poland, where they are prevented from returning to Belarus. These individuals are essentially trapped in a limbo, constantly being pushed between borders and unable to access adequate assistance. Since mid-September, at least six people trapped on the border between Belarus and Poland have died from cold and hunger, with both countries refusing to take responsibility. 
Rick Dems, the president of the Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe, has called these actions human trafficking and an intentional creation of a migration crisis. In a joint declaration, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, and Poland alleged that this crisis was created in an effort to destabilize the EU as retaliation against the sanctions levied against Belarus. To many, it is a clear act of aggression with refugees used as weapons against the EU. And where does Poland come into this? While Belarus bears responsibility for the impetus of this crisis, Poland refuses to review the refugees' asylum claims in clear violation of international law and then violently pushes refugees back from the border. While Poland may be correct that Belarus is using refugees as weapons, Poland is still allowing innocent people to suffer and die instead of offering asylum or treating them with basic human dignity. In response to the influx of refugees from Belarus, Poland has increased its border patrol and changed its laws to keep refugees out of the country. Recently, the Polish defense minister, Mariusz Błaszczak, spoke of plans to build a 2.5-meter-high fence on its border. Poland has also declared a state of emergency at its borders, which prevents journalists, NGOs, and activists from monitoring the situation for further human rights abuses. Some Polish government officials have started demonizing the refugees trapped on the border, an upsettingly common tactic intended to secure public support for Poland's inhumane pushback policies. In a press conference, Poland's interior minister, Mariusz Kaminski, falsely claimed that a photo found on a migrant's phone showed evidence of bestiality in an attempt to promote xenophobia and anti-refugee sentiment. This is but one extremely disturbing example of Poland's actions. I assume that there's been at least some litigation over this. What have we seen in terms of international law efforts to address Belarus and Poland's actions? So the international legal community has not been silent on this issue, but its words have not carried much weight. The European Court of Human Rights held in MK and others v. Poland that Poland had collectively expelled people at its borders in violation of international law by refusing to hear the individual claims of refugees. In cases where an asylum seeker would be removed to an intermediate country, such as Belarus, the court held that a country must either examine the merits of the asylum seeker's application or ensure that this person would have access to an adequate asylum process in the country they would be removed to. Additionally, the court has called on Poland and Latvia to help refugees trapped on the borders by supplying food, water, clothing, medical care, and temporary housing. However, the court did not require either country to accept refugees into their countries. The UN Refugee Agency has called on Poland to aid refugees, saying that safe border management and providing safe haven for refugees are not mutually exclusive. But Poland thus far has not offered assistance and has claimed that the refugees are Belarus's responsibility. In a recent ruling, Poland's constitutional court held that its laws hold supremacy over those of the EU, which has elicited a harsh rebuke from EU officials. While the EU's response to this decision has been pretty vocal, the EU has been nearly silent on the human rights abuses at Poland's border, likely because it simply does not want more refugees in Europe. Thank you for that overview. Having spent the last several weeks looking into this, what are your concluding thoughts on this dispute? 
while this geopolitical conflict plays out, innocent people's lives hang in the balance and more lives risk being lost as each day passes with no resolution. But this crisis presents an opportunity for the EU to move away from its violent border control policies and set a standard throughout Europe and throughout the world that refugees must be protected and treated humanely. As winter approaches, Poland and the EU must determine if border security will be prioritized over human life and the international laws that they are bound to uphold. Thank you for your work on this topic, Jessica, and thank you for joining us today. For those who want to learn more about international law, visit us at berkeleyjournalofinternationallaw.com slash travoblog, where you can read Jessica's article along with other fascinating international law pieces by scholars from around the globe. Thank you for listening. Travo is brought to you by Haley Duradawan, Kayleen Kosla, and the members of the online team at the Berkeley Journal of International Law. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please write to us at berkeley.travaux at gmail.com. While we're committed to bringing you international and comparative law news and insight, our podcast is intended for academic and entertainment purposes only. The information presented is not legal advice and may not be current. Please check out the Berkeley Journal of International Law's blog, Travo. See you next week. Au revoir.